everyone. I'm Jasmohan Bajaj, the co-editor-in-chief of the American Journal of Gastroenterology. I'm a professor of medicine at BCU Medical Center in Richmond, BA Medical Center in Richmond, Virginia. And on behalf of my colleague, Dr. Millie Long, who's the EIC and professor of medicine at UNC in Chapel Hill, we are delighted to have this podcast in which we invited Dr. Mark Pimentel, professor of medicine in Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, to talk about his exciting new publication, a smartphone application using artificial intelligence is superior to subject self-reporting when assessing stool form that was published in the Red Journal and is online right now. Welcome, Mark. Oh, thanks. Great to be here. So we want to ask for listeners a few questions, and of course, we can chat as things go along. Can you briefly summarize the top-line results of this very interesting study? So when we try to determine, actually in all of gastroenterology, when we try to determine patients' reporting of diarrhea and constipation, we rely entirely on what the patient is telling us at home, especially in clinical trials for drugs. And one of the tools that's often used is a Bristol stool scale. The problem is, how do we know they're recording it correctly? So if I have 10 stools today, am I going to report the last one because that's the one I most remember? Am I going to report an average? There's a lot of confusion by the patient as to how to report these things. So in this study, a smartphone application was used. You take a photo of your stool in the toilet before you put the toilet paper, and the app does it all. It uh, calculates the stool score. It calculates a number of other parameters, which we can get into if we have time. And it correlates much better with a professional gastroenterologist looking at the same images as compared to what the patient said. So, so the app characterizes the stool more accurately and in line with what a gastroenterologist would say the stool looks like than what the patient is self-reporting. Thank you. That's a very important top-line analysis of the results. So I think you briefly touched upon it, but what was the overwhelming need to do a study like this? Because it does involve a lot more patient involvement than typical studies who would just say the Bristol stool scale, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, you know, the Bristol stool scale is, is relatively simplistic. It's not even really a scoring system because it's just a Likert of the range of stool consistencies. But like, for example, in irritable bowel syndrome, and the same is true in IBD, we suffer from a lot of problems with placebo effect, a lot of problems getting the delta better between drugs and placebo. And a lot of that has to do with the patient variability and standard deviation of the scores that these patients provide us. So while pain is challenging, we don't have an app for pain per se, but we can correct maybe the Bristol stool scale or the stool consistency scores. And then on the other side, think about drugs that have side effects, drugs, for example, that can produce diarrhea or you want diarrhea, and then being able to calculate that or to determine that more accurately or drug side effects. And so a lot of times, and I say this a lot when I talk about IBS, you don't treat constipation IBS by causing diarrhea. And you don't treat diarrhea IBS by causing constipation because you're just flipping the pendulum. And so some of these, this app could characterize the true effect of a drug by using a more accurate system. So as you mentioned before, it was not just the characteristics of the stool itself, but by the business tool scale, which is a limited analysis, as we said. But you also were able to study consistency, fragmentation, edge fuzziness, and volume. What was the need to study this in such graphic detail? 
Well, you know, having asked a lot of questions of patients about their stool uh, over the years, there's a lot of things that the patients are observing. For example, if the stool consistency is how diffuse the stool is. So if it's just fuses as soon as it goes in, it's very poor consistency. Edge fuzziness is kind of interesting because the more compact the stool is, the more the lines along the stool are absolutely perfectly straight. Fuzziness means that it's it's tethering or feathering along the edges. And, and the more of that, the more it correlates with diarrhea. What's amazing, and this is something that may surprise your, your audience, is that stool volume. So if you had a large stool volume and the app calculates that, didn't correlate with the patient's characterization of how severe their diarrhea was. It was more stool consistency, fuzziness, fragmentation that the patient's when they said, oh, I have a hundred for, for diarrhea scoring or severity, that was more correlating with the diarrhea than volume. That's very interesting. And it's nice that it is born out of clinical experience so that, you know, it could be translated into something that would be, quote unquote, uh, remove the middleman out of this. Did you encounter subjects who did not want to do this? And what proportion stopped or did not complete it for the full study period, given that this does involve looking at stools at length. Yeah, so we tried to enroll 45 patients, all 45 patients in the clinical trial and only 39 agreed. So out of 45, six were unwilling to cooperate with the app. But those who agreed to cooperate, it was kind of a, a learning curve to understand what we were doing with the images. It's graphic, it's gross in essence, but what's interesting is that the patients who thought it was kind of gross initially got used to it. And then many of them actually continue using the app after the, the study because it provides good clinical information to them. They can track themselves and also their doctors can track, you know, the benefits that they're getting from therapies that are provided. Were there any privacy issues that you needed to deal with respect to the ethics board, patients, and the app itself? And how secure was the subject data once collected? So the app works through, I think, AWS, and AWS is HIPAA certified, and they're able to store the information there. But there is, it's all HIPAA certified, and the IRB was assured that the HIPAA certification was met. Okay. So a couple of questions that I thought of as we were talking, which are very interesting is, you know, this was done in a Western style commode. You know, a lot of the world does not have access to that kind of commode. They have, you know, the other kind, Indian style, pot style, whatever you want to call it. Do you think there's a push to actually develop something like this throughout the world? It's not just a Western phenomenon. I mean, there's always ways to capture the stool because if it falls into a hole, into a, uh, an abyss that you can't see, there's no way to take an image of yes. it. But, you know, perhaps an adapter to the commode or, or to the form of toilet that different parts of the world have. So it lands somewhere and then you can capture the image and that's fairly easy to do. But so there may be adaptations that are required for different parts of the world. Do you think this app can be used as a method to educate subjects regarding the reporting? and improve their insight into their, you know, not just the quantity, but the quality of their bowel movements? Have, did you notice it in your study as patients get more educated as they went along with the app? Yes, they started to understand their symptoms more clearly, but I, I can tell you that they're still making mistakes because they still don't know when they characterize their stool scoring on a daily basis, which stool to use, how to calculate an average for themselves. So by taking a photograph of every single stool, the daily average is actually out of their hands. 
so they don't have to imagine what the average is because you know jazz what happens is if i have three relatively normal stools in the day and then i have an apocalyptic diarrhea that's winning right because that's what's affecting me most that day and i'm going to weigh that more heavily as a patient but what really happened is they had three good normal bowel movements and then one diarrhea and so and maybe on another before the drug or before the therapy all four were diarrhea so they were 75 percent better but for them having that one diarrhea was like oh nothing improved and it's subtleties like that that we can capture with this app and it's nice to know that then you could potentially then turn around and educate them. This is what happened using this app, using objective evidence. Exactly. So that, uh, you use this in clinical practice and you've applied a therapy and the patient says, look, I didn't get better, but here it is on the app. Yeah, you did. And they go, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I did. And then you can progress the therapy or decide what to do next. So some of us do suffer from too much contact with patients coming back and forth via email, et cetera, et cetera. And not that that's a bad thing, but now if this becomes mainstream, you think we would be now subjected to their stool pictures as well, constantly? That's the beauty of it. The app does everything for you and give, can give you graphs and you don't have to see the pictures because the app calculates right. all the numbers. You just see the numbers. So instead of getting those selfies, which I sometimes get from patients about all their stool form, now you just get the graphical output. But this is actually very interesting because this actually gives you a mathematical output in it. And the AI part of this is super, super interesting that I'm sure this uh, application of that will potentially go further. Now, since this initial experience, a very interesting initial experience, and you did not study any outcomes per se, what would you anticipate the impact for this would be in the future for IBS? I think this is going to help drugs. So look, of course, the FDA has to acknowledge that this is a recognized outcome measure. So that's an important stepping stone that we have to go through at some point in the future. And then, you know, it could be used in phase three clinical trials to facilitate drug approvals, to be able to better characterize what effects drugs are having on, on patients and then correlate better with their quality of life. Well, thank you so much for your insight into this and thank you for choosing the American Journal of Gastroenterology to publish this nice research. And thank you for your time again. It's good talking to you today.